0: hello 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 and welcome to another episode of three and out where we discuss the three biggest topics in Carolina Panthers football and then we're out I'm your host Jordan Rodrigue Panthers beat writer for the Charlotte Observer let's get going hey guys sitting here with Joe person again at Bank of America Stadium after a really really entertaining Carolina Panthers mini camp in which the temperature was high and tension was a little higher and it escalated a little bit. So we're going to try to take you through everything we saw today, um, including a, a little bit of a scrap between Captain Munderland and quarterback Derek Anderson.
1: Should we recreate it? Like am I DA and you be captain and we kind of just, it might be hard to visualize.
0: Yeah, just listen, everyone. We're Joe and I are about to fight. <laughs>
1: it, uh, yeah, it was, it, it, you kind of felt that you really will feel these building and training camp because you're every day out there where whereas this is kind of the condensed version. But, but you're right, it was real. It was, this was not a media creation. There was real tension throughout the practice, a lot of it uh, kind of being instigated by one Cameron Jewel Newton, uh, <laughs> who's not even participating in these practices. But, yeah, why don't, why don't you take folks through uh, what we saw?
0: Yeah, so I can imagine. Um, so basically we pieced together kind of how it all started. So it, it all started, James Bradbury told me after practice it started, when Cam Newton was talking a little mess in in the locker room before minicamp started. um, He said that the defense kind of came together and decided they were going to try to make a bunch of big plays. So during team drills and two-minute drills, the defense was flying all over the field. I mean, if this is any sign of what we can expect from this defense this year, it's going to be pretty exciting. They made big play after big play. Bradbury had Three pass breakups and a pick with one hand. His hand still in a cast.
1: <laughs> one hand tied behind Darryl, his back.
0: Daryl Worley ate Kelvin Benjamin for lunch one time, and I mean it was it was pretty impressive. Luke Keekley was flying all over the place. Thomas Davis was was chattering. Once Cam started chattering, Thomas Davis started chattering back, and then that kind of kept going through the whole practice. TD even came over and started talking mess to Greg Olson. And so then, you know, it was temp. Tempers I, I were, missed that
1: one. I missed that it uh, was little the, mini trash talk.
0: It was, it was pretty great. He, yeah. uh, he uh, pushed, uh, uh, Dixon out of bounds and, and came over to Greg Olson and said, that's how it's done. And, and Greg said something back. I couldn't quite make out, but I would assume that it was, uh, equally as, uh, equally as polite. Yeah. And so and so then, so we felt kind of this bubble start to start to build a little bit, this tense little little bubble, which is great. It's great for the defense, and the offense to compete like that, and then to
1: a point, I do right. think it gets to an unhealthy level, uh, which kind of uh, boiled past that uh, the boiling point uh, with, of course, two years ago with Josh Norman and Cam. But yes, didn't exactly. Mean, didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, no,
0: that's fine. So, so then we're we're sitting there watching a play breakdown. Derek Anderson's looking for a receiver, and the play's broken, but he's still kind of looking around to see if he can complete a pass. Captain Munderland wasn't originally on a was not originally on a blitz, but right. then kind of dropped into a blitz and then uh, kind of ran into Derek Anderson maybe a little harder than the quarterback mm-hmm. would have appreciated. Mm-hmm. And, Definitely uh, a little hard. And then and then uh, Derek Anderson ended up throwing the ball down at, at Captain's feet, and Captain came back for more. And then the two started uh, tiffing a little bit, mm-hmm. and then they had to be separated by teammates.
1: Yeah, and, and look, it, it, no f- no fisticuffs were involved, no punches thrown. But uh, I thought I I'd, I I'd, I'd grab I was part of a group that grabbed. DA shortly after practice. And he said, you know, he said, the defense a little ahead of the offense right now, just the way installation works. He said, in no uncertain terms, we're not going to come out here every day and let the defense push us around. And so, uh, don't want to make too much of it. Uh, TD afterwards, Thomas Davis telling us also that that he feels like the players kind of keep it uh, under wraps, excuse, or, or kind of rein it in, so to speak. They kind of know the certain level to where they can push it to, uh, because you don't want things fracturing too much and have this big offensive and defensive divide. So. Uh, tell you where things, in addition to Spartanburg, could get interesting this year, and that is in Nashville. Yeah, I'm excited for that. When we have joint practices, the Panthers will have joint practices with the Titans.
0: Yeah, and to your to your earlier point, Joe, I think it's it's important to note that there are so many veteran presence on so much veteran presence on this mm-hmm. team, especially on the defense at this point, that they aren't gonna sit there and let things escalate to the point of, of no return, basically. Like what, what we saw today, I feel, was healthy competition, we saw the defense just really out outpacing the offense pretty much at every turn, which Derek Anderson admitted to you right. that was happening. And it's it's to be expected. The offense is still pretty fresh, pretty young, and, and without some of its key pieces that are right. they're trying to kind of work through. And I think that this was really it was a good it was a good wake up call, I think, for the offense first and foremost. I think it was important to, for Cam to see kind of from a observer standpoint. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Um, Ching, Ching. <laughs> no, I, I think it was important to see from from an observer standpoint what what types of things the defense was able to do yeah. and how and how they are able to kind of step up and you could really see the defense clicking early, which is not very normal for minicamp to see this level of competition and this level of. Um, I, I guess temper is probably the wrong word, but enth- enthusiasm, level, yeah, yeah in- intensity and enthusiasm, because it's, you know, sometimes, you know, you'd think minicamp would just be a, a, a stroll through the playbook, mm-hmm. but this was more like bees in a barrel rolling yeah. down a hill. <laughs> yeah. It,
1: it, it was interesting. It gave us something to, to write and talk about for sure, uh, and uh You know, we've got one more left. The Panthers have one more left tomorrow, and uh, christian it's the return of Christian McCaffrey, as you know. And so that'll be interesting, I think. Uh, You know, Ron Rivera wants to get as much work done in these three days as possible, but he also wants to send guys out on a positive note. So he's going to, I think, want the intensity level to be the same tomorrow, maybe dial back the chippiness level a little bit, uh, kind of like the Spree de core, so to speak and, and just like I said a lot of these guys are going to be off and gone now for five weeks and, and so this is kind of one last opportunity to set the tempo that they hope to pick back up uh, in Spartanburg in late July
0: yeah and a couple of quick updates that we just saw just running through the list here uh, Cornelder this is pretty much his second full day back in action because he missed a lot of OTAs um, after you know kind of some mystery injury that might be that tendonitis in his knee flaring up again, but may not be. we we haven't confirmed that. Um, But he was back in action and got to play a lot on the outside with Munderland in the slot, which I think is important because he adds a lot of depth to those two young corners on the outside. And he really held his own today. I mean, he was matched up against Kelvin a couple times even, and and he really held his own. He's got really nice spatial awareness, um, which is good to see from a rookie. And then also Curtis Samuel, who was working out on the side with trainers yesterday, um, a source told me that that was hamstring tightness, so it wasn't anything... To, to worry about with him and he was back in, in full action today. Did struggle a little bit at times. Had a couple drops so he spent some extra time at the end of practice on the jugs machine which was uh, important for the, rook, the little rookie to do.
1: Yeah yeah I, uh, I don't have a ton to add to that. We did not talk to Ron Rivera today. We'll get him tomorrow as camp wraps up. But uh, I, I was kind of, you know, you know what I was watching a lot today was the backup offensive line. And, uh, you know, you had guys like Amini Silatolu in that group. I think he was an under-the-radar signing that we didn't talk a lot about. Uh, remember the position catastrophe they had last year along that, that front group. Uh, the front five. And uh, Amini is a guy, you know, you don't necessarily want him to play 12 games. You you don't want him to play 12 games for you. That means somebody who's better than him is hurt. But you can pretty much bank on him over the course of the season. He's going to get three or four starts. And I think he's a plug-and-play guy because of his his experience in this offense. And uh, I don't know how I got on an Amini-Silatolo rant, That's a uh, good rant, though. It a good, solid rant. We haven't really. We just (laughs) hadn't talked about them. And uh, anyway, there's my spiel on Amina Silatola. All right,
0: guys. Thanks for listening. Once again, thanks to Joe for taking the time. Uh, We will be back at it again tomorrow morning. Make sure you stay tuned and keep up with us on Twitter as well as all of our live updates. Um, See you guys tomorrow.